Uh, 8th. April 8th. Okay. What's going on, Red Zone Podcast family? It is April the 8th, 2020. 2.30 p.m. on this fine Wednesday afternoon. It's beautiful outside, but we're not allowed to go out there because COVID-19 and we're quarantined in the motherfucking house. (laughs) So... About sick of this shit, just to be honest with you. But nonetheless, here we are. We've just finished our season. And today on the broadcast, as usual, my co host and good friend, and now two time, two time Super Bowl champion. Is that Jay enough? That's not enough. Two is not enough. Uh, I gotta get like three more. It's not enough. I have uh, one. One. Uh, well, you know, you've been in a lot of them. Yeah, I've just you've just lost a lot of. I've been How many there. Super Bowls you've been in? Like eight, <laughs> eight Super Bowls. I've been in three. I'm one in seven, dog. I can't win. Jim Kelly, Whew. I can't win. But you're two for three. I mean, that's pretty damn good. 60. All, all all against the same guy too. Sixty. Well, sixty six percent winning percentage in the Super Bowl is pretty freaking good, and sixty six win sixty six percent winning percentage against Mike Bentley makes it even better because <clears throat> man Mike's a tough one to beat always has been and yeah yeah I did I you know to be honest too the first one man I felt cheated so <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm glad uh to, to bounce back and get the two uh it's been that long since I I won one that my last one or played in one the last one was against Bentley but you know, the first Super Bowl was the, the, the tight and quick pass year. Yeah. And, and he was tight and quick passing me to death a little bit. Um, but it was a good game nonetheless. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, what, what, what better way, I guess, to win one than to play a guy that you've played two times and we were. And, uh, yeah, to, to, to win the third to get over the hump. So. Um, that's true. And you kind of ran the gauntlet in the playoffs. I mean, you, you had a sneaky, quiet regular season, in my opinion. I mean, like you were, you ended up getting a a first round bye and the number two overall seed in the AFC. And like, nobody really even talked about you this season and you just kind of snuck your way in there. But yeah, that that was intentional, man. I, uh, so, well, you know, Ray got suspended. So, shout out to the guys for Ray's stupidity. Um, right. You know, so that, that allowed me to sneak in as the second seed. Um, but I didn't want to toot my own horn uh, because I, I've struggled so much as Madden. And it's been back and forth. I mean, if you remember last year, I started out, like, what, 4-0, and 5-0. And I was making posts, and then I made the trade for J.J. Watt. And then my season went down a drain. I might have won two more games after that or something. So, yeah. um, well, I'd just like to point out that um, Ray, not only did he help you out and give you a buy with his shenanigans, but he also assisted in knocking me out of a buy with his shenanigans for pulling the shit he did with the Larry game because I ended up just giving Larry the force. After Ray pulled his bullshit. And, oh, yeah. And the only other – you know, I lost three games in the regular season. And two of them were forces. I don't know if you know that or not. No, I, I knew I knew, I knew, knew one was Larry, and I knew I had beat you. 
And then I, I couldn't think of what the third one was. I wasn't. I thought it might have been Rob. I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure who the third loss was. Well, I, I if you remember, I had a game scheduled with Tank right when this uh, COVID nineteen stuff hit. I, they'd worked my ass off at the police department for a few days, and I missed our uh, I missed our game time that morning. And then Tank was working doubles and triples and quadruples at the hospital, and we couldn't. <laughs> We couldn't uh, match back up, so I just gave him the win because I felt bad that I missed the time. And and then my other my other loss was to Larry on that force, which I would have come back and won that game. I'm not lock, I'm not knocking Larry, but I mean I'm confident that I would have won that game anyway. But you know, yeah, it is what it is. My one my one legitimate loss all season came to you, and it was a close game. I think it was a one score game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that game was good. Uh, I, I can't remember how it ended, but we battled back and forth. I mean, we 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 changed leads. I remember that. Um, I th- I was thinking you beat me on a field goal to last second, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember that that was the game that kind of put the confidence over the hump because this. I mean, this season started like no, no disrespect to anybody, but my three losses were to Dustin, Rob, and Tank. You know, so it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like I, I lost to like top seeded, top seeded guys. I mean, Dustin was new. We had like a lackey game. The, the connection was real bad. It was hard to play. But I mean, he still just, I mean, he, the first three games, I think I gave up like 200 and some yards per game rushing um, on the ground. I was just giving it up and I threw a shit ton of interceptions. And then, uh, I had like a little, I had like a little stretch where I played you, Bentley, because um, I beat you and Bentley twice this year. You Bentley, um, it, it was a rough little patch. Let me let me pull this thing up because that that's what gave me the confidence sort of going into the playoffs is because I started out pretty bad, but then I turned around and played like, you know, four, three or four quality opponents in a row. Um, you know, I think I'd won like nine games in a row or something, two, three, 11, I won 11 games in a row, but I played you, Rob Bentley and someone else, you, Rob Bentley. Well, maybe that's it. I don't know. You, Bob Bentley kind of like, or you, Rob and Bentley in like a three game stretch. And then I ended up having to play Bob towards the end there, which I know, you know, Bob didn't have a a great season or anything, but, uh, you know, I mean, always got to respect him as a player. Oh yeah. You can't, you can never count Bob out. I don't care who he's playing with solid competitor and he's going to give you a good game. So, I mean, it, it, it was a sneaky season. I mean, but it was, you know, it was my formula for winning. I mean, really, I think you have a formula. I have a formula and I've struggled this Madden because I didn't really have the pieces to, to put that together. So it's been like, I've been trying to, with the drafts and free agency, get, kind of get everything where I needed it to be. So I let Rosen go because I was just throwing a shit ton of interceptions. I signed Brissett, who was like $12 million a year cheaper, um, and I just ran the ball. Uh, and uh, I signed some receivers that were more reliable because my receivers were just dropping the ball like crazy. So I didn't sign anybody spectacular. It was like Mike Williams. I, I traded for Pew. Uh, what I got rid of Xavier and Howard, which I thought would like hurt my defense, and it actually worked out. I ended up having the number one passing defense by like like twelve hundred yards or something. I mean, it wasn't even 
it wasn't even close, but it was a defensive season. So I think that's why it was sneaky. You know, you, Nick puts up big numbers. Ray puts up big numbers. You put up big Russian numbers. My games were kind of, uh, they were kind of good enough, you know, to, uh, to win. Um, but then I started getting to the point where I was getting so many turnovers. I was getting so many defensive plays that I was averaging 30, 40 points a game, even though, you know, I was passing for 70 yards yeah, or something or something like that. Well, so. I've always said, dude, a win is a win, you know, I mean, that's all that matters. And yeah. I don't care if you win on a, on a last second play or if you beat somebody by 40 victories, victory, it doesn't change the, the wins and losses in the column, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, I like, I felt really good about just, you know, I felt like the, the games were all statement games to an extent for me at the end, like in the playoffs. I mean, you're, you're not, your game and mine, I felt like was not really close until the end. And then it was like, well, it was close. And then I kind of kept a 10 point lead for a while. And then you start scoring one play touchdowns, <laughs> which aggravated the hell out of me. Um, but like even in Nick's the game with Nick and the game with Bentley, like they were close games because of the way I play and I, I played super conservative. But I just felt like, you know, I had the games won the entire game. Well, you know, it was it was it was more so like I was playing not to mess up and and that felt good because, you know, I, I just Nick Nick's he's won back to back Super Bowls. What the year before, I'm sure he won at least what twelve games, thirteen games. He probably lost in the AFC championship or something. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I've beat him every time we played this Madden. So, um, granted one of them was luck. One of them was like the whole kick thing. Um, but I just think that I felt good going into the playoffs knowing I had to play him because I felt like I match up well against him. He likes to pass the ball. I, I play good pass defense. And then I had shored up my run defense like the last six or seven weeks. And, um, just so happened that someone had hurt his running back. And five plays into the game, I heard his backup running back. So yeah, I think his running back got didn't his running back get hurt against Ray? Yeah, yeah. Some I think Ray the Ray's game is his starting running back got hurt, and then in my game, like in the first quarter, his backup running running back got hurt. Which you know, I, obviously, I would have had to play both, play a little more conservative. But um, I'm not, I, you know, I just like with you, like I, I wasn't afraid of his running game anyway. You know, I kind of knew like. With your your running game is scary, but I was like, if I can control it and slow it down, I'll be okay. With his running game, it's it's second to his passing game. So in my mind, he plays into my strengths anyway. So it was just, hey, slow down his run, and then he'll have to pass eventually, and he'll throw me interceptions. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll say this about our game. You know, um, much like several other games I played this season that I was able to win, um, I was. It was an uphill battle for me the whole time, and uh, yeah, if it could go wrong, it went wrong. That's been the story for me the last uh, two or three seasons, even though I've been successful and I've made playoff runs. And I mean, obviously, I've got um, the MVP player in Moorhead, but it seems like, man, if, if it can go wrong for me, it goes wrong. But yeah, I've tried to just have the attitude, and it's helped me, but I've tried to have the attitude, all right, just shut up and play, and you can come back from this. You can overcome this. It's going to be okay. I felt that way in our playoff game. I really did. Yeah. And when I scored the touchdown late in the fourth, 
that cut the game to, I believe it cut it to three. three. Yeah. I really and truly felt right then. I said, I'm going to win this game. I've, I've fought, I've fought all adversity and I'm going to win this game. And I kicked the ball off. (laughs) I kicked the ball off and slow as Kenyon Drake takes it to the house. And I'm he's just, not slow. He's like 92 speed. And I, bro, he's slow. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening right now? Because at that point, I felt like I'm going to win this game because he's going to get frustrated. I've just scored a touchdown. He's given me everything he's had this whole game. And and through five turnovers, I'm still here. I'm still knocking on the door. I'm going to win this game because he's going to get frustrated and I'm going to stop him right here. And then you return one for 100 yards. Yeah, I, the 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 kick return was was huge for me, man. I mean, you know, I uh, I took the same approach this season, and I just like don't flip out. Everybody knows I'm a fucking hothead, you know. I, there's there's no coincidence that my avatar and that what I use on my streaming is like the screaming CJ with the Dolphins hat on. But like this season, I really, especially after I lost those first two games, I had to like do the same thing you did and just tell myself like, yo. Don't start bitching. Don't start complaining. Don't start writing in the group message about how somebody's screwing you over every time you're losing or, you know, this gay animation that, that, that caught the ball. And like when, when I, when you scored on that touchdown, I, you know, I was pissed because I, I, I played off coverage. I was in dime, you know, and I had, I had uh, literally predicted like deep pass or whatever. So it, it frustrated me because my past defense was so good all season. You know, I'm like, Hey, I'm in the perfect coverage. And this dude literally just ran like a street straight past me. Um, so I kind of got frustrated, but I, you know, I did, I, I kind of took a deep breath, but I was still on the edge of losing my mind, you know? So when the, when the, when the kick returned, when I returned the kick, it was like just a big, you know, <laughs> a big deep breath and like release and just like, okay, Good, you know, because for a second it was like, I, yeah, I mean, I felt the same way. I was like, well, fuck, he's going to come back and beat me in a game where I feel like, you know, I, I, sh- I should have won. Um, so the, the kick return definitely calmed me down a lot. I mean, it had of all the big plays and all the things that happened in that game, and we had a shit ton of offense on both sides. I mean, I think I had – I ended up finishing that game with like 238 yards passing, and I think – 230 of those yards came in the fourth quarter but yeah both of us both of us had crazy offensive games and that kick return had to be the play of the game had to be because it was the it was the 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 momentum killer yeah but but really i mean if you think about it 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 was but then you came back and scored in one play again (laughs) i mean you threw you threw to hollywood again and i was i I went from again i went and, and we talked about like sort of the end of the game and how the end of the game played out but I think that's what happened I I was so like I couldn't I couldn't settle you know what I mean I couldn't get emotionally like calm and be like okay I won because I got up 10 you know you threw that bomb now I'm only up three I ran a kickback I'm back up 10 you threw a bomb again the very next play scored now I'm only up three again you know and same thing that I literally played deep coverage again and I put Minka on him because I was like, well, he's fast as hell, so maybe he just ran past my other guy because he's fast. But So I put Minka on him and backed Minka up 20 yards. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, you ran past me again, whatever. I think that time it was closer. Like, you kind of lunged and caught it. 
Um, whereas that at was, least that was it, the diving in the back of the end. Yeah, yeah. Like Minka was at least close to you on that one, so I wasn't as pissed. But you know, I, I went from relieved on the kick return to like, you know, frustrated again because you turned around and scored again in the next play. And then I don't know. I think I I don't remember, but I think I had like a little drive, and I ended up scoring again to go back up ten, and then. And then you threw the bomb to uh, to Moorhead, where you know I was switching players, and I kind of you kind of hiked it mid switch, and I, I moved a guy out of the way. He like stumbled. You caught it right between two players, and I stumbled, and then you juked one, and you scored. So it was like I, you know I don't know, man. I, I'd never even at the end of the game when I was like trying to think about how to run the clock out. I was like terrified because you had scored so quickly that I was like, fuck, like, I'm never going to get out of this game. Like, when, when is this game going to end? You know what I mean? Like, because, I mean, all that happened in the last, like, three minutes. Well, it was the, and I was getting ready to say that. It's the perfect example. For those guys that are, that are always sending us messages, why is this guy still doing this? Why is he still – he's up two touchdowns. You know, we scored five – I know five, maybe six touchdowns in, like, the last three and a half minutes of that game. Yeah, I so, scored. I scored twenty eight, and you scored twenty one in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and and, and almost all of that came in the last three and a half, maybe four minutes of the fourth. Yep. So you just you, you never know, and that's and that's coming against. Uh, that's that's two really good players. I mean, I'm not blowing this up, but it is what it is. Uh, that's you. You you had the best defense in the league, and my defense was uh, lackluster at best this year, but. You know, for two quality players to be able to score those kinds of points on each other in the fourth quarter just goes to show you that you can't never really lay the sticks down. There's always a chance, and Mike Bentley will tell you that if you ask him, there's always a chance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it, it was rough, man. I mean, I think anytime I play you, it's, it's funny because when I watch your games, uh, you know, I hate to make this, like, whole podcast about our games, but I think it was the, the – the, the most crucial game in that, that playoff run. I mean, obviously winning the Super Bowl is winning the Super Bowl. But like I said, I, I had confidence going into the Nick game because I've been able to beat him and because I knew he would pass. And with you, it was just like you have, you have three dynamic players that are so like, you know, they can score on any play. So it was – but I think playing you is always difficult because you know how I play and I know how you play. So when I watch your games against other people, sometimes I'm like, what the f- – what the hell is Shane doing on defense? You know, and I'm getting mad. I'm getting frustrated. You're like in a three, four, they're in three wides or something. And they score on you and I get pissy. I'm like, Oh, Shane's doing dumb shit. But then like I play you and you keep me in check for the most part. I, you know, I can't, I can't score against you. And it's, I think it's always been like that. Our games are always running defensive games. um, And we just know how each other plays. And, you know, it kind of comes down to who gets the most breaks or who has the ball at the end. And, yeah, there's and, there's certain players, and there always always will be certain players that kind of bring out the best in you, and you know you're gonna you're gonna show up and show out for those games when you know other games you probably won't do as much. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's guys I play, and I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not trying to take anybody down, but there's guys that I play, and I'm just out there going through the motions because I'm like, you know, there's 95 percent chance I'm gonna win this game whether I kill myself or not um right, right. and then you and then you play the guys that you're like on the on the edge of your chair 
and you're like, all right, I got to sit up. I got to pay attention to what I'm doing. And you really look at the moves they're making to try to counter those. And, you know, you, you've always been one of those guys for me. Uh, Ronnie is one of those guys for me. Um, Ray used to be one of those guys for me, but now when I play Ray, man, it's just – I don't know. Well, I, does, I mean, he doesn't run, so you, you don't really have to – you know. I, I mean, Ray's no, Ray's no easy player to beat. I'm not going to act like he's an easy player to beat, but you know he's not going to run the ball, so you can play pass coverage, and, you know, he's going to catch some dumb shit. You know the crossers are coming over and over again. And, uh, I mean, you know, if you, you if you can pick him, You'll be yeah. all right, you know. I, well, and that's just the thing. I feel like if you pick Ray once, you're going to pick him six or seven times. Yeah, because that's that's just the way that it works. But but you're going to have those games where you don't pick him at all, and he throws for 500 yards on you. Right, right. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I even even Bentley, man. I'll say like, uh, I kind of knew. I, I was kind of looking at the playoffs going in and like who was seated where and I was like man if I win I'll probably play Bentley you know and and uh dude my I mean I was nervous as shit I was before the game I'm sitting there my legs are shaking and I kind of you know I kind of beat up on him a little bit earlier this season when we played so but you know so people were messaging me like oh you know you kind of beat him before and I'm like look man like that dude's hard to play uh you know I mean he's just he's got a good defense and if you look his his somehow I hadn't realized, but his defense was right under mine, you know? Yeah. So it was like right before the game, I went and looked at like both of our stats and seen what's going on. And I mean, his defense was damn near as dominant as mine. I mean, just the, the biggest difference was like, I was far ahead of everybody as far as like interceptions um, and then passing defense. And I think that's what really, um, that's what really got me over the hump. But going into the game against him, I mean, his I think his rush defense was first, and that's all I got. Well, it was one and it was one and two. Yeah, overall I mean, defenses in the league going into the Super Bowl, which yeah. goes to show you right there that I mean, you, that, you can you can have high powered offenses all you want. I mean, I I know about that. I mean, I've I've got a, a running back that's rushed for two thousand yards twice and MVP three times, and but defense wins championships. I mean, yeah. It just is what it is. And on the, you know, back in the day when I was uh, the more dominant player than I am right now, it was because I had a really good defense. I, I used to have consistently a, a top one or two defense in the league every single season. Yeah. And that now, I mean, I don't, that's probably the biggest thing that I've got to do. You know, you were talking a little while ago about finding that balance. And, uh, you know, I, I fell in the last couple of years to uh, being real pass heavy. Um, you know, I, I, Baltimore's not had a uh, a dominant running back in a few years. Right, and right. I didn't really have anybody to work with on the game. I mean, even, you know, Mark Ingram, who was good for us in real life. Uh, he's, he's hard to slow. run with. Yeah. He's hard to run with in Madden. So, it was just tough, which is why, you know, I sold the farm to try to land Moorhead when I did. And it was because I felt like I needed to get back into – a more balanced offense of being able to run the ball and pass the ball so that people couldn't just sit back on my pass. Right. And I've done that, but at the same time, I've neglected my defense and it has hurt me. So yeah, I mean forward, that's what I gotta I gotta fix my defense. I was surprised playing you, um, you know, that that you uh you came out and tried to sneak some passes in and you know, whatever, granted some of them were like lucky interceptions or whatever, uh just just good positioning. 
but I but I was surprised because you you had a I think um you had a couple good runs and then it was like a sec maybe a second down you were like you know I'm gonna sneak in this little quick pass and <laughs> and get the first down that picture or something and then like the next drive I think the same maybe you ran it good a couple runs and then you tried to sneak in a pass again I I think I picked your first four throws or something I mean it was you know well, the first one the first one and the one that just absolutely infuriated me was a it was a, it was a run pass option it was a stretch RPO and you know I come out and I said I'm going to run this ball right here unless I see something that just screams you got to throw this so I come out and you're overloaded to the right side which is where my stretch was going and I've got I've got one on one on the outside Hollywood has inside position and there's about a I don't know about a 4 yard cushion between Hollywood and your corner yeah. And I said, "Well, I've got the I've got the middle of the field right here on a slant. If I can if I can catch this ball, make one move, I'm gone." So that's exactly what I did. Somehow or another, your corner, even though he's outside of Hollywood and Hollywood's inside of him, and I threw the ball inside on a slant. Somehow, some way, your corner picks the ball with his backhand, like. <laughs> <laughs> through my guy's body and just takes it to the fucking house. And I don't even – I still don't understand how that happened. It was probably the one play in the game that absolutely just yeah. infuriated me. I, I think that's when you started uh, sending messages in a group message and I just refused to pick my phone up. You know, I was like, man, if I start picking my phone up, this is – <laughs> I'm going to lose track of this game. I'm going to start going back and forth and, and I got to be focused to win this game. But I, mean, I was uh, like, what the fuck is this shit? Like <laughs> – that defied all logic, all fucking. Yeah, I mean rules you, of science. I mean, it, it's crazy, man. Because mad this, about it. this game, like, if I go back to last season, there were so many games where I feel like I should have had so many easy picks, and I just dropped them. You know, or like, and you know what? And granted, my morale is shit. So this is something I'm realizing, like coming in, like my morale is like under fifty almost all the last two seasons. You know, and then now my morale, as I'm like winning all these games, I make the playoffs, my morale is really high on my team. And like players started playing even, you know, even better than they than they were. That shit makes a difference, man. Um, Like it's something I never really paid attention to. But, um, you know, I started I started picking off balls. And like, even if you look at the game with Bentley, I mean, I I got a pick against him, like a, a tipped ball pick that was ridiculous. You know, I mean, it's like. I can't remember, like, both of our guys lunged for it and it flew in the air, and then, like, my guy ran with it bouncing off my knees for, like, six steps, and then he caught it, <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, of course, Bentley was pissed. I would have been I would have been pissed if it was me, but... Um, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you about morale and, and the kind of luck that I have, okay? Um, I don't know if I've talked... I don't know if I've said anything about this. I may have said something in our uh, commissioner chat or whatever, but after, let's see, this was what, season four? We're going into season five. Okay, so it was season two, all right? I drafted Moorhead, and we were right at the end of the season. And, you know, you get the text messages and stuff from players and coaches sometimes, and they tell you, like, hey, I'm looking to have a breakout performance or blah, blah, blah. All right, Mm -hmm. we all know about those, and that's when you get your – your uh, trade upgrades, your superstars to X-Factors and that kind of thing. Well, about week, uh, I don't know, 14, Marshall Yonda 
sends me a text, like, text the head coach. Was like, hey, man, we'll talk to you about the future. So when I opened the text up, Yonda is, like, informing me first. And he's like, well, I'm going to tell the team, but uh, this is my last run, and I'm retiring at the end of this season. So, like, I knew right at the tail end of the regular season, I knew Marshall Yonda was done at the end of the year. Right. So here's where it gets crazy. Where it gets crazy is that, I mean, number one, I, I already had some guys that had high morale just because I was having a, a pretty good season. Moorhead was, was running like crazy. Uh, Lamar was doing good. I mean, I was having a good year. So after Yonda sends that text, I start getting a bunch of them from all my players on the team. Like, yo, coach, like, we got to go out. We got to win this one for for Marshall. Like, this is his last uh, – this is his last season, and we got to go out and win the championship. And it was like every week I was getting, like, morale boosts for my whole team. And when I got into the playoffs, my whole fucking team had, like, 99 morale because I had won every game since Marshall had said that. And everybody was like – it was like uh, plus so many points for every win. Uh, on morale after uh, Marshall said this. So, like, by the time I got to the – I think I played in the AFC Championship game that season. By the time I got to the AFC Championship game, and I don't even remember who I played, but – All right. Sorry about that. Uh, (laughs) My whole team was, like, 98 or 99 morale. And I was like – if you remember, there was a there was a period in, in like commissioner chat. And I was like, "Well, this is my season. Like, I'm I'm straight up fucking winning this," because I was like, "This is going to play such a big part. I'm going to win. You know, like this this little morale boost is going to push me over the edge on these plays where I, I never have any luck. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the bounces on this one, and I get my back blown out. I don't even remember who I played, but might have been Nick." But I absolutely got freaking back blown out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it's not going to win the game for you, but it definitely, that's, you know, I definitely, I definitely feel it, like it, it does. But that's just my luck. Um, that's just that's that's what I want to emphasize. My luck is terrible. I can't. Well, you know, from from an outsider looking in. Um, yeah, you know, I think uh, sometimes, sometimes you do too much uh, in, in your in your big games. You can kind of see the nerves, and you can kind of see, you know, uh, uh, you'll do some things that you don't normally do. Um, and I, and you know, and it's it's hard not to. Uh, I've I've not made it to a lot of Super Bowls because a lot of seasons I do X, Y, and Z well to get into the AFC Championship. And then I get to the AFC Championship, and I come up with this genius idea of like how I'm gonna. Well, suddenly I'm going to run the read option. I haven't run, <laughs> I haven't ran it all season, but I'm going to run the read option. And that's going to be my trick to trick Ray, or you know, to trick Rash. I'm not saying that that you you know you're going to those. Well, extremes, I mean, I kind of have. I mean, I like I decided I decided like yeah before our game ever started, I was like, all right, <laughs> CJ knows what I'm going to do. He watches all my games. He gives me shit about my running back constantly. CJ knows my plays. I'm not going to run the ball this game. I'm going to make him think I'm going to. Then I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna catch him off guard. I'm gonna do like Ronnie did me in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Like I'm gonna let him game plan for one thing, and I'm gonna hit him with something else. And then I've got five interceptions before I know what the fuck's happening. And I'm like, well, this didn't work. This was a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and you know, and and 
and I don't know. I mean, you played into my strength. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I, you know, I almost did the same thing against Bentley. Uh, you know, I looked and I'm like, ah, oh, well, he's got a really good run defense. His pass defense is good too. But everybody knows I just run the ball every play. So I'll, you know, I'll switch it up. And, and right before the game, I was like, nah, fam, like, nah, like just do what you've been doing. You've been winning games. Like, you know, so I think I've lost a lot of games because I try to reinvent the wheel and try to like surprise somebody and try and switch it up. And, you know, Oh, I'm going to throw for 400 yards this game. No, I'm not going to throw six interceptions. I'm going to lose, you know? So, so uh, I, I've seen that though. Like I've watched your games. I've watched, you know, I, I remember telling you when you played Dalton like seasons ago or something like, yeah, I watched you. Like you don't even play like that. Like, why are you playing like that? Like, I think that that's what happens sometimes. Like we press, we want to win a game. And we start looking at stats and we start, you know, we start watching some mixer streams and then like now all of a sudden, like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this whole new thing, you know? Um, And it was funny because in that game you had threw all those interceptions and you had a big ass run with Moorhead. Um, And then like, you still ran with him, but you still were kind of like, you know, it, it was from there. I think that you finally started running, like you had a really big run and you scored and then you were like, okay, (laughs) like, all right, let me go back to running the ball. And then you ended up, you know, throwing for a shit ton of yards in the fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. I just, like, playing Bentley when people were watching, like, I was in my head, like, man, people are probably bored. I mean, this game was six to nothing at, at in the fourth quarter. I'm like, they're probably bored. They probably think we're both boring. It's a, it's a dumb game to watch. But I'm going to keep doing what I do. I'm just going to play good defense, and I'm going to play hey, – I told you, and, I didn't get a mixer you know. uh, notification. And, like, I went in the kitchen to get something to drink and talk to my wife for a second. I sat down at the Xbox, pulled up your mixer stream, and, like, initially I saw, like, the small – like, the thumbnail screen. And I was like – all I could see was the score mm-hmm. was, like, 12 nothing. I was like, oh, CJ's got a good start. And then, it, like, it pulled up, and it was, like, three minutes ago in the fourth quarter. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's twelve to nothing with three minutes to go. <laughs> I mean, but that you know, that's how I played the game. I, it's, you know, I'm not going to throw many interceptions, and I think I was like thirteen of sixteen. And I might have only thrown for like a hundred yards, but I, I was like, I'm just not going to throw many interceptions. He was shutting my run down, so there weren't any like big runs. I mean, I think, I think, hell, man, I think uh, Earl, my running back, only had thirty-two yards. Um, but what happened was he hurt him and then Kenya Drake came in and he had like 30 yards on six carries, you know, but they were six good carries. It was like he scored at the end, but you know, I, I guess the thing I was able to do this season and the thing I was able to do that game was say, well, my defense is good enough that as long as I'm winning, it doesn't matter. Whereas though in previous years, if I'm only winning by three points, I'm in panic mode. Like I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta have a good drive. I gotta get at least three more. I gotta score seven. And uh, here's a here's a stat for you. I, I held Mike to negative three yards in the past. Super Bowl. Negative three yards. That's in ridiculous. The Super Bowl. Pass. <laughs> so you know, I mean, some of it was his quarterback. His quarterback made a couple, a couple bad throws. But you know, that's the formula that has worked for me. Get a lead, force guys to to pass the ball, and like they can't pass. I, I mean, uh, listen. I was trying to tell you about some of my scheme and I'm not going to get into it too much because I'm not trying to help everybody else. But, you know, I run a bunch of different blitzes and I mix up what I do on the back end with them. And usually there's a a blitzer or two 
And maybe I drop them in a in a zone. Maybe I blitz them. Maybe I man them up on somebody. Maybe I spy the quarterback. Like it, it just it it's hard, man. It's hard. And I've had guys who do it against me, like to an extent. Um, it's hard to play against. It's hard to predict. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just that's what that's what has worked. Um, and I you know I talked to you about that with your defense. I mean, I don't know about the upfront part. Like you said, people were running up the middle on you. And that's something you know. Maybe you got to draft somebody, or you got to sign somebody that'll that'll help. I mean, my defensive tackles like but, uh, eight. Yeah. Well, what what are your what are your ends, right? Because Bentley, you know, Bentley running against me at least the first game. I don't remember so much in the Super Bowl, but like JJ Watt shut down a lot. Of I don't defense. know, but that's why. Like, I, I, uh, well, one of my defensive ends is a guy that I drafted either last season or the season before. Who was a stud, but I mean he's not JJ uh, Watt good. But I'll just put this out there. I, I know I've made um, I, I've made some posts and and I've I've had some talks with some guys about possibly uh, moving Moorhead. I've got to fix my defense. I can I I I'm confident that I've got two running backs on my bench that I could. I could run with just as well as I run with Moorhead in a little bit of time. But I got to fix my defense. So if you're going to come at me with an offer to try to get Moorhead out of Baltimore, then then it needs to be defensive. You, you need to give me somebody on the defensive side of the ball that's just an absolute game changer. So, Oh, you, oh, you mean guys shouldn't just offer you another running yeah, back that, for your running back? That's the kind of stuff I get. Guys be like, well, I'll give you a running back and – and a draft pick. Well, I'm trading a running back. What do I want? <laughs> <laughs> what do I want your running back for? I mean, you know, I, I guess there's instances where that that may be the case, but um, yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, I've got I drafted two guys last year that uh, one of them was a sleeper. Nobody, I don't think, was looking at him, but he's you know he he stepped in certain roles this this season for me and did what I wanted him to do. And I drafted another running back last year that I know a few guys had their eyes on. And, uh, you know, Rob Riggins was one of them. He had his eyes on this running back, and I drafted him solely to be my backup. And that's what he did, and he did it well. So I have I have the complete confidence in my run game that I could probably take that guy and still run the ball effectively. I may not be running for 200 yards a game like I do with Moorhead, but I'll still run the ball well enough to uh, keep defenses in check. So, you know, that being said, if you're going to try to give me an offer, you're going to try to get more head out of Baltimore, I need help on the defensive side. I don't need a strong safety. Um, I don't really need a linebacker. Corner, defensive ends, free safety, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, that's, that's – I slowly built mine. I mean, if you look at – I, last year, I signed Hargraves and um, Johnson, Josh Johnson, and, and the strong safety and free agency, and nobody bid on either. You know, I was, I was like the only person who bid on them. Um, but my safeties were terrible. Uh, I think that's what held me back for a couple of years. Like, I had two really good corners, but my safeties were ass. My safeties were slow. Their zone wasn't good. Like, they were, like one of them was, like, a run defender. You know, I had, like, more, like, run stopping. See, I'm curious. Safety. I'm curious to see what your defense would look like if you had drafted the strong safety that you told me to draft a couple of years ago because he's been my best defensive player. 
Yeah, um, but I got three safeties. I mean, you know that that's the thing. Yeah, he was he's good, but like so the Josh the, the guy I signed. What the hell was his name? Was it Josh Johnson? Um, you know he was like a ninety two. He was like a ninety two, and he was like twenty seven years old when I signed him or something last year. Like John Johnson. Uh, so he was rated really high, you know, which is why I didn't really. I, so I didn't want to. I didn't want a developmental safety either. But I did end up drafting one last year, which probably wasn't as good as the one I I, I hinted to you. But I drafted a strong or a free safety just because he was like the best player available when I picked last year, and um, he had a bunch of picks just playing as my third safety because I play so much nickel and dime, uh, and like I play big nickel. I play I play a lot of formations with three safeties on the field um that he's been huge for me but I, but i'm just saying like that that the two safeties and jj watt were what made the difference on my defense i've never prioritized like defensive end i've never really cared like as long as i had decent guys that could stop the run i didn't really like stress about getting a whole bunch of sacks um and, you know, last year when I won those first four games, I made that trade for J.J. It was like, okay, well, let's try and get some some pass. Phone rang. It didn't really pay big dividends. But this year, um, you know, I really figured out how to use him. And, that, and that's what happened. After I lost the first four games, I had to go into formation subs and make sure all my linebackers were in the right place and all my D linemen were in the right place on the right formations. Cause guys forget that you make a custom playbook based on say maybe Baltimore's playbook, but then in the game you have your scheme set for, you know, I don't know uh, Miami's playbook. So then when you go into your actual game, your formations are, are all jacked up. So what I had to do, was like I think I, I honestly I think my defensive playbook is either Baltimore or the Jets. It, it was someone with a multiple defense, Baltimore, the Jets, or New England, because those three have like multiple defenses. And uh, I didn't originally have my formation subs. Or I had my playbook set to like Miami's or somebody else's, so I had to go in, set it to the right playbook in the scheme. And then make all my formation subs because I had, like I said, people had ran all over me those first couple games. And once I did that, like, dude, JJ took off. And I put him on the right end on some plays, left end in some formations, like moved him around a lot. And like having those two safeties and JJ Watt, like, changed my season because it, it changed the run defense. And then he, he showed up late in games. And if you look, I think the last three playoff games, the Super Bowl, the AFC Championship, and I think the game against you, he had, I think, three sacks in every one of those games. Oh, yeah, he wore me out. Uh, you know. That's something right there, dude, like probably a lot of guys don't know about, don't know how to do. And it's something that I need to look at on mine, too, because I've I've messed with my formation subs, but it's been a season or two. So mine's probably out of whack at this point. But we might need to do a whole podcast on nothing but helping guys with their, their formation subs and personnel and keeping who they want on the field because – they don't realize they're – I mean, they may be in a 3-4 and they're like, I've got this guy and this guy middle linebacker and this guy outside linebacker. And then they switch to a nickel defense or something for a play and their shit's all crazy. Yeah. And they don't they don't realize what's happening. No, I mean, it was killing me, man. And and like I said, when guys were running all over me, like I, I was like – you know, it was putting players on the field. I was like, who the fuck 
is this dude? You know, like, I don't even know who this guy is. And he'd be like some like fifth string linebacker, but because I'm in like a, you know, a three, four predator or something, he's on the field. Um, yeah. You know, so, so like what I really had to do to shore up my defense was, you know, play the best two or three linebackers and the best two or three linemen and not so much worry about like, well, this dude's an inside, this dude's an outside. Like, no, this guy fits as a run stopping linebacker and this guy is more of a rusher. So I'll put him over here. Um, yeah. And that's what I had to do. So, yeah, I mean, it, and, and like, honestly, I don't know what it ended up being, but I went from like 32nd in rushing to top three and top three or four in rushing. Uh, and, you know, it was like, I had a game where like I held Pittsburgh to like 30 yards. I held Rob to like 20 yards. You know, obviously I didn't hold you to under a hundred yards, <laughs> but um, I played all these guys with really good running backs. And I went from, you know, getting shitted on in the run game to now all of a sudden I got one of the better run defenses. And all I did was go into my formation subs and make sure guys were in the right place. Like I still, yeah. I still continue to play the same exact way I was playing. Um, but I just move guys around, make sure they're in the right spot. So yeah, there, there's a little, uh, a little tip for you guys who may be having some issues because, uh, you know, that was killing me. Yeah. Like I said, we may need to do a, uh, like a mini series on personnel and, and package subs and stuff like that. Uh, you know, hell dude, Ray, Ray had even told me about being able to sub your gunners on punt formations. And like that really improved my punt defense when I have to punt. I don't punt all that often, but yeah, when you're able to switch those gunners out and put your really fast guys out there, regardless of what the, the package called for in the first place, you get down the field and stop that shit real quick. I mean, those little things make a big difference, and a lot of people don't think about them. Yeah, that, so, that was something I didn't know either until he said, you know, it's something I had kind of wondered about in the past because I would get annoyed watching like you know, on punts, my gunners just get like bumped the hell out of the way. Um, and honestly, I, I never made say, a change. I didn't make a change, but yeah, I was surprised when he told me about it. I didn't realize you could do it. Yeah, I made the change, but I'll say this. It doesn't surprise me that out of everybody in the league, Ray would be the guy that knew that, you know, that's just kind of the way it goes. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, what what Ray knows every little every little nuance. Um, you know, I, you you guys don't you guys don't know this, but Ray's Ray's uh, Ray's big saying is that iron sharpens iron. You know, don't complain about the loss, get better. Iron sharpens iron. So um, our our commissioner chat is now well, it was called the Iron Owls uh, from Game of Thrones and. <laughs> and I call him uh, Rayford Greyjoy because you know the great the Rayford, the Greyjoys are from the Iron Islands in Game of Thrones. So yeah, I mean that's all that's all a dude plays. But you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm curious to see what what happens this season. Um, you know, I'm I'm I don't have any money, so I'm not bidding on anybody. Uh, I, I think my roster's good. I've got a little bit of I got a little bit of money. I landed a. Uh... I checked this before we did the podcast and I advanced, uh, and I'm going to make one statement about that uh, in just a second. But I landed a, uh, a wide receiver and a corner just for depth. 
that corner was for depth. He's not going to come in and be a starter for me, but he was somebody that I felt like could help me in a depth spot that corner. Uh, now, let me say this because we've had some we've had some comments on the uh, the Facebook group today about the free agent stuff, and we've addressed this in the past. I guess. Maybe some guys overlooked it, or maybe some guys weren't here when we addressed it the last time. But uh, we do have the point system in place on free agent bidding. We have tested this, and we stay on top of it. I assure you, CJ will back me up on this. Um, sometimes, once you advance, the CPU, for whatever reason, like, Bumps your bid by a point or two. Yeah. And, what, like, I, I, I've tested it specifically on my own. Like, knowing that I've had a 94-point bid on somebody, and then I come back after the advance, and it says 102. You know? I yeah, mean, so, I mean, what we do is look at everyone's bids before we advance. And as long as they're at 100 yeah. points or 95 points or whatever the limit is before we advance, then, you know, then that. And we absolutely have in the past and always will hold the advance up if somebody's not where they need to be. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, I, you know, I had forgot about it last free agency period. And then, like, I had to kind of – I looked at my own bids, and that's when I remembered. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't bid this much. but. Uh... Yeah, but I just, I just want guys to know – I don't want them to feel slighted. Um, we wouldn't let anybody – jack up a bid uh i check them or cj checks them whoever's advancing will check those to make sure that they're where they're supposed to be and i promise one thousand percent i checked every bid in the league before i advanced earlier today and they were all uh legal bids within range and that's just what happens uh it's happened every season it'll continue to happen but i feel like the the uh System we put in place has been a good one. We've had a lot of guys com uh, comment on it, compliment it, and talk about how they like it. It's one of the things we did that I think was a good move for us. So, I mean, we may continue to tweak it a little bit. Uh, we're talking about a little that we may put in place moving into next season with it. But, you know, um, it's a good thing, and it's and it's and it's really helped our league as far as uh, free agents go, and not letting guys just absolutely blow up the market. And you know, I'm glad it was a thing that we put in place. But you know, rest assured, we're not going to let anybody get one over on us, and we'll hold the league, we'll hold the advance up for two days if that's what it takes to get these bids fixed. We've done it before, so you uh, you see the kind of money these these uh quarterbacks are asking for i have not looked at any of the quarterbacks just because i don't well i mean you you got one. one right you got a big contract on yours what's what's lamar costing um like 156 million or something like that sam darnold wants 195 million over six years that's about 32 33,000 or 33 32 33 million a year right yeah, Lamar's was like 150 some million over six years. I think it was. Sheesh. Which was crazy. I mean, I thought it was a little high for him based on the fact that you know my offense has predominantly been a running offense, and it's not like he's out here slinging the ball for 
five and six thousand yards a season. Uh, phone rang again, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know why all of a sudden everybody wants to be my friend and call me while I'm on a damn podcast. I can be here in quarantine for four days and not talk to a damn soul. Try to do this. My phone rings off the hook. One of which was the chief of police that I didn't answer. So I'm probably going to get my ass chewed here in a few minutes. But so what? Uh... Let's 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 finish it up. I guess we talked about the Super Bowl going into this season. What are you thinking? All right, well, I guess your personal goals, and maybe kind of. What do you think? How do you think AFC NFC is going to play out? <laughs> well, I, maybe we shouldn't skip the draft, right? Maybe we shouldn't skip over that. But just what what are your goals? Well, I guess we'll hit on the draft another. I won't day. say we'll skip the draft, but I know Ray's wanting in on some draft talk, and we we might have another special guest on for for draft talk. I don't know. Uh, we may we may do another draft podcast uh, tomorrow, but uh, you know I don't know, man. I mean, obviously the goal going into the season is is win the Super Bowl. I mean, right now it's you know it's what else is there? Um, I've I've done things that that, that guys said I couldn't do. I mean. You being one of them kind of said you're not going to draft this running back and do anything crazy. Uh, well, you ain't won the Super Bowl. I haven't won the Super Bowl, but I was never, <laughs> I was never the the uh, the best rusher in the league. I was never the number one uh, runner in the league ever. I was always pretty good. Now that's not true. I was pretty good, but I was never the best. Chris Johnson, come on, man. Chris Johnson years. You must think I ain't been around very long. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't even think I was leading the league with Chris Johnson. I mean, I was up there, but I don't think I was the number one guy. Fucking counter to death. Uh, but, you know, I've strung together three of the best running seasons I've ever had. Well, the, the three best running seasons I've ever had. Uh, I might have had a 2,000-yard rushing season with Chris Johnson. I can't remember. Uh, Bob would probably know, but I can't I can't remember that far back. I know I had some good years with him. Uh but you know, like I said, man, right now it's it's Super Bowl or bust. I, I mean, I've been to so many, and I have one trophy, and it's it's really heartbreaking, and it's really tough. I, I mean, you're gonna be like, oh man, fucking pity party, blah blah blah, dude. It can be really hard to be the main guy and run stuff and try to take on so much and make sure that everybody's got you know a league like we run and then consistently lose in the end. It's really disheartening. And, uh, you know, it just gets tough sometimes, but. Well, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say pity party. I mean, I can, I can relate to it. I mean, you know, uh, I guess now I, I, I hadn't realized till we got on this call. We were talking before we started recording, um, that I had won the Super Bowl more recently than you because I mean the last Super Bowl I won was Madden 15, um, but you know I mean if you think about it for the longest time I didn't even make it to a Super Bowl, you know like I I wasn't even getting there I was losing the AFC Championship and I was you know there there have been I think you and I go in we go in in periods in different Maddens where like one of us is really grinding and the other one is kind of carrying things. It really just depends what's going on and, and how it is and how much we're into Madden and what life looks like. But, you know, there were a lot of Maddens where I wasn't even making it to the Super Bowl. 
you know, and then it probably took me, it probably took me four or five battens to make it to my first one. And then when I did, you know, Bentley beat me. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I could, yeah, I definitely can relate to the feeling of putting so much time and investing into something and then, you know, you, you can't get there. But I think also, though, that that shows uh, the integrity and, and the dedication and, and the commitment to what's going on, right? Because you see commissioners in other leagues that are, you know, doing things to, to give themselves every upper hand that they can. You know, I got guys who message me all the time. <laughs> I got guys who message me all the time. They're like, oh, I'm in a league, and this guy has, you know um, – some drafted running back and we've played one season. He's nine, nine overall already, you know? And I'm like, eh, maybe go to the edit log yep. <laughs> and see, and see how much he's been edited. You know, and that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I'm just saying it, uh, it, you, we continue to try and do more and push the league and, and run the best league that we can. We're not perfect. Uh, you know, and if anything, we're a lot alike. Um, so that, that runs, that causes some issues sometimes, but, you know, we're far from perfect, but we make a lot of sacrifices, time, money, uh, commitment to try and keep things, uh, running as well as we can. And yeah, I mean, it does, it does, uh, it weighs on you when you don't win one. It does. It's tough, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, when's the last time Ray won one? I mean, you know, cause like, I, I guess in my head, I, I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, I know Nick has been the most dominant player this Madden for sure. Um, and that's not to say Nick has been dominant for a little while now, but um, shit, Ronnie had a period where he was pretty dominant. He was winning a lot of Super Bowls for like two two Maddens or something. Um, I guess in my head, I just see us all winning all the time. <laughs> so I lose track of it. But, you know, I know Ronnie had a, had a run for a little while and then even not so much the last couple. But I feel like you've always uh, – Maybe you've just been losing an AFC championship or something. And I've, been, I've been missing it. I've lost. I've lost a bunch of AFC championships. A bunch. I've lost seven Super Bowls. I've probably lost twelve or thirteen AFC championships. Yeah. Oh. Another another little tidbit for you. I have never made it past the AFC championship in our league with Mike Rash in it. I beat Mike Rash for my Super Bowl. I'm just putting that out there. Rash beat me even in Bob and them's league to go to the Super Bowl, I do believe. Uh, Not only did I beat Mike Rash, but we were talking about this before we actually got fired up on the podcast. I beat my smooth beat Mike Rash holding a newborn baby in my lap playing the Super Bowl. Waxed that ass. So, that's how slick I I was on that, man. When I played Super Bowl, my kids had to go upstairs. They weren't allowed to make noises. <laughs> they weren't allowed to make noises. They couldn't come ask me questions. Everybody shut up. And and Kofi was behind me cheering in silence. My dog's up here losing his mind, man. Uh-oh. Well, yeah, man, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the season holds. Uh, we'll, we'll do a big draft show where we can really talk about the players. Uh, honestly, I don't know enough about them right now. because Absolutely. I got visitors uh, in my driveway. I'm going to have to go out there and see Uh-oh. what's going on. So, All right, brother. <laughs> that being said, I'm going to cut this podcast off. Uh, we'll probably come at you again maybe tomorrow with some draft stuff. Uh, but congratulations to my friend CJ on his second Super Bowl, and we will catch you guys later. Fred. Fins up. Peace out. <laughs>